How many of you know there's lots of stuff going on in the world today? How many of you know that? Right now, Russia is flying over Syria, dropping bombs. Also, right now, the United States of America is flying over Syria, dropping bombs. Now, you would think that we would be considering, you know, uh, Putin, uh, the leader of Russia, was just here in the United States just last week. You would think that we would be bombing the same people. We are not. We are bombing ISIS, which is a terrorist organization. I'm sure I hope you know who ISIS is. If you don't, find you a different news source. So the United States is bombing ISIS, the terrorists that wants us dead. But there's one fragment over there that the United States is supporting. There's one group of people in Syria that the United States is supporting and helping them because they're on the ground and they're fighting against ISIS. Now, guess who Russia is bombing? Russia is bombing the people that we are supporting. Can you see a future conflict here? Wow, how crazy is that? In Oregon, I'm sure you have all heard about the, the shootings in Oregon and the school shootings. And I'll, and I'll just say this again, too. If what I'm getting ready to tell you, if you don't know about this, you need to find you a different news source also. The gunman, he would ask the individuals, what is your faith? If they said Christianity, he shot them in the head. Nine people in total were killed, not all in that fashion. If they said something other than Christianity, he shot them in the leg. Once again, if you didn't know that, find yourself a different news source. Because there's an attack going on in Christianity in, the, in, in America. It's true. It's true. Amen. I truly believe that God expects us to be wise and know what's going on in the world around us. It's important. It's important that we do. Let's grow something. John 15, what do we got up there? Let's grow something together. John 15, we'll read verse 1 down through verse 4. It says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking. I am the true grapevine. My father is the gardener. Notice that. My father is the gardener. Man. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. He prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. You have already been pruned and purified by the message that I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Notice this, for the branch cannot produce fruit of its own severed from the vine. And then he, kind of an exclamation point here. He says, you cannot be fruitful. Everybody say, cannot. cannot. Be fruitful unless you remain in me, Jesus said. You know, God's entire creation, and we're included in that, 
what is created to grow. And all the way from your grass <laughs> was created to grow. The trees are created to grow. Your children, the Millers and the Borgmans, they got a new grandbaby. Yeah, I, I seen them walk in this morning. Yeah, <clears throat> I seen them this morning. Congratulations on that. That baby is created to grow. All of God's creation is created to grow. God wants us to grow in physical stature as we get older, of course. He wants us to grow spiritually. Somebody say amen on that one. Amen. <laughs> he wants us to grow in wisdom. He wants us to grow in knowledge. The scripture says, study to show yourselves approved. That's right. So everything that God creates, he wants it to grow. He wants us to produce. So, but the, the question is, what do we produce? What do we produce? How do we produce it? What are the hindrances? Now, let me tell you, uh, I'll talk with the, most of the young people are over here. That's the reason I always navigate that way. But there's some young people over here too. But young people, let me tell you right now, you are sowing seed for your future right now, whether you know it or not. Whether you know it or not, you are putting things in your heart and you are activating things in your life that you will reap a harvest from as you get older. Now, here's the thing. Just because you're a born-again child of God, and just because your parents make you go to church every Sunday does not mean you will grow the fruit that you want to harvest. It doesn't mean that at all. See, there's all kinds of things that we can grow that we never intended on growing. And let me tell you why. Because so much of the time, we look at the right in front of us. We look at today. And we might look until in the morning, maybe. But anytime we look at today, or even as far as in the morning, and focus on that, we will never harvest and we'll never have the things in our life that we want to have. Okay? Farmers. Farmers grow what they want to grow. They decide what they want their harvest to be before they plant that seed, right? They determine, you know, if they want to plant beans or corn or wheat, whatever the case may be, they determine that when they're planting the seed. Okay, now here's the point I want you to get. A farmer does not... Get, gather a bunch of seed, a bunch of kernels of corn, and a bunch of seed beans or wheat, and they don't look at those kernels and try, oh, I like the way that one's shaped. I like the, I like the bean seed better than the, than the kernel of corn. They don't look at the little seeds of wheat and say, I like this one. It's much taller and thinner. I like this one. 
That's not how they do, and we shouldn't do that either. So they don't look at the seed to determine what they want to grow. You know what they look at? They look at the fruit. They look at, they look at the corn. Is it, a, is it a short variety? Is it long? Is it a tall variety? Is it long producing? Uh, a lot of people come up here and tell you all about some, some, uh, some corn takes a long time to fill out and mature. Others is short. Same way with beans. So when a farmer wants to grow something, they look at what they want to end up with. Right? So I want to encourage you today, starting today, of course we should always think about today, but starting today, think about the fruit you want to have in your life a year from now. I mean, just real simple. I mean, do you want more love in your life? I mean, you know, do you have relationships in your life that, you know, that you can work on? Hey, I'll just tell you, I wor I'm working on stuff in my life. I am not where I want to be. <laughs> I have things. I have issues. <laughs> okay? <laughs> All right. I'm working on stuff. I could have testimony toward that, but we won't go that far. But we should all have things in our life that we're working on, right? I mean, Jesus, is Jesus sitting out there somewhere? No, we should all have things in our life that we're, that we're working on. We're trying to be more Christ-like. That's what Christian means, right? Christ, being a Christian means to be more Christ-like. You know, I've mentioned numerous times that Christianity is not about trying really, 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 really hard. No, it's about training. It's about training ourselves to, to grow in the things of God. And, and it's always such a shame, and I, I see this from time to time, but uh, it's always such a shame to see someone that has been in church almost their whole life, and they're still dealing with the same issues that they came into the church with. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, I, I, I've heard, and, and, I, and I really believe it's true, that God can change nearly anything about you if you'll do one thing, and that's if you'll give him your time. He can change you. He can change your heart. He can change anything, your attitudes. He can change anything about you if you'll give him your time. So right now, young people, Yuns are sowing seed in the, in the ground that you will harvest one day. But you shouldn't look at these little bitty seeds and decide what you want to grow. You should look at a mature plant because that's what you'll end up with, right? That's what you'll end up with. If you, if you take a little kernel of corn and you put that in the ground, you are going to end up, whether you wanted beans or not, whether you wanted wheat or not, if you put a kernel of corn in the ground, guess what you're going to get? Corn. Yeah, but I was praying for beans. <laughs> not if you plant corn, you're not going to get beans. 
Well, it's the same way in the kingdom of God. If a year from now, you want to walk in more love, more grace, more mercy, that's what you've got to be focused on. And you want to start sowing those seeds today. So young people, real quick, if you want to go to college or if you don't, that's between you and your parents, you and the Lord. Of course, education is a great thing. I encourage you not to look at Monday morning, but look at where you want to go when you get out of high school. Do you want to work on the farm? Hey, that's fine. Do you want to be a doctor or lawyer or, or a pharmacist or a dentist or something like that? Or do you want to be a pastor or do you want to be a praise and worship leader? Whatever the case may be, all, all of those are fine, except right now you want to start looking to where what you want to grow in your life. Amen. So each and every one of us, if we looked around now, we are a product of what we've sown the last few years. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, we are a product of that. Thank goodness you didn't see me when I was sowing to the flesh all the time. I'm, I'm thankful that you didn't see me in those circumstances. But where you are now, you are a product of what you've been putting in and, and, and listening to and absorbing over the last several months. Now, now there's a, the, the Scripture refers to, and we don't have time to go through all the Scriptures uh, on this, and I don't know, I might, I really should turn this into a series because there's so much information. But the, word, the Bible declares that the Word of God is the seed, okay? So we know that, that the seed is a good thing. The seed produces, the Bible also tells us that the seed produces after its own kind. That's why if you put a kernel of corn in the ground, you're going to get corn. If you put bean in the ground, you're going to get bean. And if you put an eternal living word inside of you, you are going to get something that's, e that's eternal, life. You're going to get all those things because that's the seed that you planted in your life. And if you will do that, it's automatic. Last week, I preached on grace and faith. The grace comes from God. And even our faith comes from the Word of God, so it's automatic too, right? God has set this thing up. <laughs> I don't, let's see, what would I call this? Uh, Christianity for dummies? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm talking about myself. Bernard, good to see you, brother. I didn't see you back there. God bless you. Man, you're looking good. Amen. 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 But God makes this so, so simple for us, and he supplies everything we need. So the seed, the Bible says the seed, the Word of God, is living. It's alive, of course. There's one, one translation that says it's active, and it says it's always doing. Let me, bring, let me bring it to you like this. If you put the Word of God inside of you, God's working inside of you. 
You put that word in there, it's active right now. It's working. If you went to Sunday school class this morning, if you came to Wednesday night last week, the Word of God is in there making adjustments, tightening this and loosening that and throwing stuff out the back door. That's that's what uh, He's doing. He's working in our lives. Now, here's the thing. So, the seed is all of that. The seed is incorruptible. It is eternal, the Bible says. Okay, so we've got the seed. Now, what about the soil? Wednesday night, we went quite a bit deeper, and there's one type of soil. It's called loam. It's absolutely the best type of soil to grow things. And let's see. I don't know if I remember all this or not. This is about two or three. No, this is a month ago I spoke on that. But anyway, loam is made up. Of, it has like three different characteristics. One of them is it has the ability to absorb water and hold on to it. Does that sound like the Word of God that we need to do? The ability to hold on to water. That's one characteristic of this soil type loam. The other one is it, it, it also, not only does it hold on well, but it also drains well. You know, sometimes we need to drain well. We, sometimes we need to get rid of some unforgiveness and some old habits and all that stuff. We need to drain well. So, so, the, so the soil is extremely important. That's why farm ground, some farm ground is so expensive and other farm ground isn't that high. Why? Because of the soil that's on there. Now, see, we have a lot to say with the soil. The Bible says in, uh, in the parable, it says that our hearts is the soil. And see, we have so much to say about the condition of our hearts all the way from the movies we watch, the TV shows we watch, and even the people that we hang out with. That can, that can affect our heart. You know, it's kind of like, you know, there, there's there, around Orchardville, there's lots of, there's lots of oil wells over the, over the years, been lots of oil wells drilled. And you know, there's nothing dro- grows around a, an oil well because of all the oil, they wasn't so careful before. You know, there was a lot of oil and there was salt spills and all kinds like that. Well, see, that stuff just, nothing will grow there. And see, if we're not careful, if we don't protect our heart, the Word of God will not grow in our heart. It's not because of the seed, because the seed is alive, active, eternal. But if our heart is hard, that seed cannot penetrate. Does that make sense? Parents, this is your number one responsibility, and this is it. Protect your children's hearts until they get old enough and mature enough to digest stuff. Don't let them be watching R-rated movies. If I can climb up on that pulpit. <laughs> Don't let your children watch R-rated shows. Okay? I can't get no higher than this, guys. Oh, yeah, I can come up there. Hey, I'll be right up, okay? All right. No, not right. I don't know. I don't even know if I can get down. <laughs> oh, I can get down. <laughs> I can get down.
So it's so important. Parents, number one responsibility, protect your children's hearts. Don't let that stuff come in. They're not, they're not mature enough to handle it. They don't know what they believe yet. They don't know about all the things of God yet. Don't let them go on, you know, on un, uh, unescorted dates when they're 12 and 13. You know, I truly believe that, and I believe this about myself. I believe this about my own children. I believe this about your children, and please don't get mad at me. I believe that any child, whatever age, they're capable of doing anything in the certain situations. I mean, it's just, they don't have the things to battle with yet. They don't have the ammunition. They don't have the thought process yet. They don't have the maturity to make these decisions on their own. Amen. And it's your job to protect them. Amen. You know, I had a, uh, I had a lady tell me one time, we was, we was in a small group, and I had a lady tell me, oh, not my boy. He's, you know, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He, don't, he would never do that, would never do that. Two weeks later, my boy, he's not my boy. He, I didn't know he was doing all that stuff. It wasn't that he's a bad boy. Any child is capable of doing anything in certain situations. Protect them and watch over. Protect them and watch over. Growing things. Growing things, the Scriptures tells us what to grow. Galatians 5.22, it says, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. So this is what God wants us to do. Let me just tell you this. If, if you put the Word of God in your life on a regular basis, you will produce what I'm getting ready to read. You will produce this, okay? Are you ready? The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, 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 is there anybody here that needs to work on something? Yes. All right. Now you see why I'm working on things in my life, right? Because... I might get a couple of these, but hey, there's going to be some of them I'm, I'm shy on. But see, this is what God wants. And let me tell you something else. Your spouse wants you to grow in these things. It goes both ways. Your children want you to grow in these things. And you know what else? You want your children to grow in these things. Amen. We all need to grow in these things. That's, that's what God wants from us. Matthew 6, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then and it says, what God wants. I'll read that again. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and what God wants, then all, other, your, all your other needs will be met. Yes. Let me translate that. If you want these things in your life, seek the kingdom of God. And these things will be manifested in your life. Thank you, Lord. You know, it is one thing <clears throat> Excuse me. It's one thing to believe God for salvation. And as important as we know that salvation is. That, that's one thing, and it's so important. And it's definitely the place that we start. But it's a whole nother realm. It's a whole nother ball game when we start believing God and obeying God to where we can build a life upon it. Okay? 
It, how long does it take to get saved? I've mentioned, I've mentioned this numerous times. It takes just a few seconds to humble your heart and ask Christ to come into your heart. But it takes time to build a foundation that you can, that will sustain your life. Simple as that. But let me tell you this. If you will build your life upon the foundation of the Word of God, it will withstand anything, any attack upon your family, anything that happens, your faith will sustain it. Your faith can sustain death of a loved one. Your faith can sustain your children going astray. Your, your faith can withstand anything that the devil throws at it. So the question is, well, when do we make this change? I mean, you know, well, I mean, what age? I mean, do I need to do it, you know, when I'm young or when I'm older? When do I need to make this change? Well, see, see that is, that's where my job stops and the responsibility falls directly upon you. I can't do anything about that. See, I can stand up here and preach every Sunday and Wednesday night and, and put the word out there. But if you don't take that word and hold on to that and let that seed get down in your heart, I can't do anything about that. How many of you know about the Titanic? The Titanic, the, the great ship, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen the movie. You know, they, they said about it that if they would have turned the ship, if they would have turned that ship 30 seconds sooner, it would have avoided catastrophe. 30 seconds. So what does it take in our lives? I mean, how long, how soon do we need to turn before we, to avoid catastrophe? Man, I tell you, many of you know that I, that I deal with alcoholics and drug addicts. And when I see the opportunities come, and then I see the opportunities go, and then a little bit later, I see the opportunities come, and I see the opportunities go, and then... I see him come again, and I see him go. And not being capitalized on, that, that, that's, that hurts. That's disheartening. And that's out in the world. Now, one of my greatest heartbreaks would be if that was the case in this church. If you sat and listened to me preach on a regular basis and... The Carlin and the praise team done everything right, and, and I tried to bring a message that was from the throne of God, and, and everything was just right, but we just couldn't quite get you over to the place that you needed to be. That would be very disheartening because I'd wonder, man, what should we have done? Should I have had Pastor Brian say the prayer? Should, should we have sang one more song? Should we have waited another 30 seconds at altar call? The truth is, the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives rests upon our responsibility. 
God has done everything he's going to do. He has done it all. He's saved you. He's given you the, the power of the Holy Spirit. He has, he's given you his word. He wrote you a manual. He wrote each and every one of us a, a manual. Jesus isn't going to go back to the cross so that you can have fruit in, in your life. He's already went there. You can already have that. God has done everything he's going to do. 30 seconds on the Titanic. 30 seconds. You know, Pastor Mark, he loved trivia. Here's a trivia question. I, and I'm not a big trivia buff, but and I was going to make this point this morning, and I, and I just thought that this might, this might kind of help you grasp it, help you think about it. Does anybody know or remember the only time that the Scripture refers to God running? That's right. The prodigal son is the only time it gives the illustration of a father running. The prodigal son is a simple story. Go ahead, guys, when you're ready. The prodigal son is a simple story. You had a young man that had some blessings because of his family, and he wanted his blessings right then. So he took his blessings, went on his own path, and every one of you young people, one of these days, you will have this choice to make. Because one of these days, every young people, you're going to move out of your home. At least your parents hope you move out one day. Anyway, and you're going to take all your, all your blessings that your parents have tried to uh, get, get for you. And you're going to take all your possessions and you're going to go out and make decisions on your own. <clears throat> now, this scripture here that talks about, I'll, I'll give you the short version. He was here and he had his blessings from his parents and from, the, from, uh, from his heavenly father. And he had all these blessings and, and his path went straight down. Because of the decisions he made, down, 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 until he was slopping the hogs and he wanted to eat what he was feeding the hogs. Now that seems an exaggeration, but I could bring people after people up here and I could show you a picture of them three or four years ago, strong, healthy, active with their family, active with their friends around them, and I could bring that same person up here now and I could show them to you and they would weigh 40 or 50 pounds less than they weighed back then. Same people. Were they idiots? No. Were, were, they, were they never any good from the beginning? No. Well, there must have been something wrong with them. No. They simply made some bad decisions. You know, sometimes, sometimes it only takes one bad decision to mess you up for a long time. And what I want to tell you is your decisions that you make today will be what you harvest a few years down the road. So you want to make good, you want a good harvest. You want to say, Mom, Dad, look at this great 
thing. Look at this scholarship or, or look what I've done. Look at this. Look at this great thing I've accomplished. That's what we want to say. For the young people, that's what they want to, that's what they want to tell you parents and grandparents. But it doesn't stop there. What about us? I told them a uh, month and a half ago on Wednesday night, you know, everybody says you can't take nothing to heaven. And you know what? That's not true. You know what you can take to heaven? The fruit of the Spirit. You can take that to heaven. Love, joy, peace. You can take all of it you want. You know why? Because that's where it came from. Now see what I don't want for Orchardville Church. And I do have an agenda. I'll just tell you. You know, some people, you know, uh, when they have an agenda, it's a bad thing. I'll, I'll tell you what my agenda is, and you tell me if it's bad or not. I want the blessing of God to be active in this congregation. That is my goal. So if you have a problem with that, you need to find another church, okay? Because my goal, my agenda is for God's blessings to be inside of you. Amen. And your children. So here, here, but here's the danger. We know the children, they want to show their fruit to their parents and their grandparents and, and show this beautiful fruit that they, the, the good decisions they've made and show it to their moms and dads and grandparents. But see, us older folks, we're not immune to that either. When we get to heaven, we want to have things to be proud of. We want to say, Lord Jesus, hold on just a minute. They're bringing these truckloads of love in there that, 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 I've, shed, that, I've, shed, that I have shared and I've loved people and Hold on, I got a truckload of mercy and I got a truckload of grace. We want to take that stuff with us. Man. We don't, we don't want him to say, where's your fruit? Didn't you bring, and I think this will be a question. I think he'll say, didn't you bring anything with you? And some will say, I didn't know we could bring anything. Right? Well, you can. If you didn't know it before today, you can. You can bring the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Stand with me, please. If you have a need today, please come. If you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'll tell you what, everything that I have spoken about today begins by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you don't want to come by yourself, grab the arm of the person sitting beside you and they will be glad to bring, bring you to the foot of the cross. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.